around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Hello, everybody. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries Podcast. We're just delighted you're out there listening. We say these things for the next 20, 30 minutes to talk to you and to encourage your heart, your soul, and just edify you and cause that same spirit that lives in you that raised up Jesus from the dead to even quicken your mortal body. And as the Word of God also says, they that wait upon the Lord, your strength will be renewed physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. We're so grateful for the body of Christ today and for all that you do to represent the kingdom of God in the name of the Lord Jesus. As always, we want to remind you the invitation is a standard (laughs) open door to anyone to come and listen and receive from what we're saying here. You can find us at terrymize.com and then our website is terrymizeministries.org. And on that website, we have as much information as we can possibly put on there to assist you and help you contact with us and be able to receive any of the materials or products or information that you might need. We have all the things there available to you, even our ministry schedule, uh, Terry's partner, regular monthly letter that he writes to all of the folks, and then also, of course, the products and things that are there for your um, purchase. We want you to know that um, we're believing God with all of our partners. We're praying for the body of Christ. If you would like to partner with us, there's information right there. If you have a prayer request, if you have a testimony, please leave it there for us because we really want to answer them and be a part of your life and share with you and rejoice with you and uh, stand with you in faith, believing God for those things that can't be seen so that one day the there it is will be there for you and you'll see the your prayers answered, you'll see your faith manifest and all the good things that you're believing for family, friends, and the kingdom of God will be in your life, giving you, like Jeremiah 31 says, your life will be like a water garden. Well, darling, we are in South America today. Bogota, <laughs> Colombia. Yes, we are. Yes, and we're, we're believing God we're going to get on the plane and go home tonight. Yes, we've got a plane out of here at midnight tonight, and we've been here for two weeks, and it's been a great two weeks, a wonderful two weeks. Yes, it has been. And we've been ministering in two cities. We've been ministering in the city of Bogota, and then we've been ministering in the city of Medellin as well. And so uh, we're we're delighted about that, and we're excited about that. And uh, we've had some good services. Good, yes, good, we have. We've blessed a lot of people, helped a lot of people. We've had pastors' conferences in... Uh, both cities. both cities. We've had uh, Bible school students we ministered to in both cities. Both cities. We've had <laughs> churches we ministered to in both cities. We've had people we've counseled with and helped and blessed in, in both cities. That's right. And then uh, on top of that, we had some dear friends, uh, Paul, Paul and Jessica Gibson. I've known Jessica since she's just a girl. That's right. And uh, they've just, in the last oh, 90 days or so, moved to the nation of Panama to um, be missionaries. And, of course, Panama is the place I went 50 years ago, Renee, when I was 18 years old. My, my. My first missions trip, my first missionary trip. And I lived in the jungle. They're in Panama City. But I lived in the jungle with an Indian tribe that didn't wear clothes. And if we uh, we had to hunt for our food, we lived wildcat style, no catch, no eat. If I shot a monkey, we ate monkey. If I shot a pig, we ate pig. I saw a picture of beautiful macaw birds this week. And I said, oh, I've eaten those guys. <laughs> so I've shot a lot of macaw birds. Right. 
And, you know, back in 68, when 50 years ago, when I was in the jungles, living in the jungles, uh, the macaw birds in the state sold at about 1000 to $1,500 a piece. And I remember several days being in the jungle and shooting wow. macaw birds and just hooking their big old pretty beak on my belt and bringing them back through the jungle with me. And one day I came in with two macaw birds on my belt. And I thought, I may be a missionary, and I may be a thousand miles away from home, and I may not have a fancy <laughs> restaurant, and I may not have any money to buy any food, uh-huh. but I've got a $3,000 meal on my belt. No, that's right. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to say about Paul that's and fun. Jessica, they, they had to leave the country of Panama, uh, as, as missionaries always do, ever, ever so often to renew their visas. And they only had a 90-day visa, and so they had to go to outside of the nation somewhere uh, to renew their visa. And when they found out that I was here, that we were here ministering, they said, right. oh, Brother Terry's in, in Columbia, so we'll just go right there. That's the next the next uh, country over. And so they just grabbed a plane and then came to Panama to do their uh, renewal of their, I mean, came to Columbia to do the renewal right. of their visa. Right. And were in meetings with us in Medellin. They didn't make it to, to Bogota, but they made it to Medellin, and we got to have... Uh, they got to sit in on the sessions we were teaching, right, and, right. and they were thrilled and uplifted and fed. And then, uh, of course, then we got to go to dinners and eat and visit and catch up and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, while I'm on that subject, I'd like to say this. You know, Paul Paul and Jess, uh, Jessica, is, Jessica is the daughter of my dear friends Dan and Joan Olson in Branson, Missouri. They pastor a great church in West Branson. And um, uh, I've known them for many, many years. They support us in missions. That's right. And um, uh, I just made the statement to Paul and Jessica. I said, you know, no no church, and I've said this for 40 years. You can go back right. in my old mission tapes and find it. Uh, that no church has the right, to, or no partners have the right to put pressure on new missionaries when they first get to the field uh, to put pressure on them for a glowing report because they're just not going to have a glowing report when they first get there. When they first get there, they've got kids to feed and they need a roof over their head and they need... They need shelter, and they need. They don't know what they're doing. They're big-eyed and wide-eyed, trying to figure yeah, out what right. God's going to have them do. My, my, my. And uh, and you just can't put pressure on new missionaries saying, "Okay, now tell me all the good stuff you've done in these few days or few weeks or <laughs> yeah. few months." You know, they they've got to have yeah. time to settle in, That's lock right. in. And of course, they are doing good. They are preaching and they are ministering. Paul and Jess, I'm talking about, uh, and they are uh, doing well and and ministering and 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 that sort of thing. But. You know, uh, you look for young missionaries for a glowing report for the future. You expect them to do something big. Right. Uh, but you don't put pressure on them to do it the first uh, few weeks they get there. That's so, exactly uh, right. So you guys, if you all don't know Paul and Jessica Gibson, just pray for them. Believe God for them. Uh, they're worthy of support. They're worthy of, support, of prayer. And I've known them a long, long time, and I'm, uh, I'm proud of them. And I was delighted to see them this week as they flew over here. Uh, to be with us in in services. Well, and that that really is the part the church plays so admirably when they do it right. Uh, there are some some great scriptures about that. The Apostle Paul has said in Second Corinthians chapter one. He said that we felt like we had received the sentence of death, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but because the church prayed, I felt that a few times. <laughs> he said because the church prayed. He said then I was able to freely use my faith faith. god had mercy on me and we got out of there and so i just want to encourage all of you to to not ever feel like you're not being used if you've got a strong prayer ministry and you've decided you're going to be you're going to pray and believe god and you're going to use your prayers to change the world and help and strengthen people around the world Uh, uh, zechariah said the same thing he said let us go speedily to prayer 
And I, I just really feel that's like always a, a good idea. that's always the good thing to do. And I want to encourage all of you to really take your place in prayer to pray for the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians chapter 6 says that we have that whole armor of God, that we are to learn how to pray all kinds of prayer so that, as Paul said, as I go out to preach, you'll be praying for me. He said, and pray for me. And so that's the ministry of the apostle, the missionary, the, uh, the pastors, those that are out there doing the work of God and evangelists, that as the church prays, then God is able to move through mighty men and women around the world to do the job God's called them to do. It, it would be a horrible desperate kind of feeling to know that you're out there by yourself if you didn't believe that God had people praying for you. No, no, absolutely. You know, this is my 50th year, as we've said over yes, and over, and have intended to say that this whole year right. uh, in ministry. And I, Renee, in all those 50 years, I've never taken an offering from myself Yes, uh, that's ever. Right. Mm -hmm. I've taken an offering for lots of other people, and I've helped lots of other people, churches and missionaries and ministers and what have you. Uh, but we've never taken an offering for ourselves. But I just about beg people to pray for me. You know, no, that's I, right. I need that's the prayers. The we need the at. prayers. We want the prayers. We desire the prayers. That's uh, right. We covet the prayers. We 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 plan on those prayers. We we no, dream about right. those prayers. That people are praying and believing God. And so many times over the years, these fifty years, I've had people contact me and say, "Oh, brother Terry, on a certain certain day, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, whatever, a certain day." At a certain time, I just felt compelled to pray for you. And I just fell down and started praying hard and just praying for you Hallelujah. and interceding for you. And uh, almost every time, Renee, I go back and look on the calendar and say, oh, yeah, all right, yep, I was in a certain place at a certain time, and I was in trouble, and I needed serious prayer. So thank <laughs> God for the Holy Ghost. Boy, that's right. And thank God for people praying for you. That's just how valuable the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is and how extremely sensitive your spirit oh, can sure, be to absolutely. hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. What a treasure. Like the Apostle Paul said, we carry this treasure in an earthen vessel, and we it is the treasure of the presence 24-7 of the Holy Ghost. And we are able to hear the voice of God and then it, once he gives a command or begins to nudge us and lead us, I call them breadcrumbs sometimes, um, God will give you little clues, little breadcrumb that if you'll take that one, then he'll lead you here. And the further you go into prayer, the more effective you become. Oh, and, and it's so important for you as a child of God to learn how to pray those Holy Ghost prayers and be quick to obey. Um, our, we had a wonderful mentor in our, that, that helped Dean and I through several uh, uh, times in our life at a season, in a season of our life. Marilyn Hickey's husband, Wally Hickey. Oh, sure. I knew Wally, Wally and Marilyn. <laughs> Wally was such a jewel and such a statesman. And he would talk about how he just made himself learn to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. And he said, if I thought of something, he said, I just turned it into a rubber band prayer. And he said, I'd shoot off so many of those rubber band, he called them rubber band prayers all day. Day you long. know how kids used to put a rubber band on their <laughs> yes, finger and then, then right. let it shoot it and let it go? That's what he was yeah, talking about. School. And it's just shoot those things off. That scripture I referenced here just a moment ago is in Zechariah, um, the 8th chapter, verse 21. And Zechariah says, Let all the inhabitants, as we're talking about them in one city, shall go to them of one another, saying, Let us go speedily and let us go speedily to pray and entreat the favor of the Lord 
and to seek and inquire of him uh, whatever our essential need is, he says, pray that to the Lord of hosts. Yeah, let's go speedily to prayer. Yeah, let's go speedily to prayer. And I love that scripture. It has helped me through so many things that, that I would just hear the voice of the Holy Spirit on the inside of me say, go speedily to prayer. And that's really the job of the church. That it's not for us to talk about the problem. It's not for us to gossip about somebody in the church. It's not for us to give our lips to complaining and, and being just unhappy and dissatisfied. What if we used our lips for prayer and then, of course, praise and worship and then encouraging and edifying others and the preaching of the gospel? What a different kind of people we would be on this planet. So I want to encourage all of you to pray. <laughs> pray for Jessica and Paul. Pray for Terry and I as we go out. Pray for your pastors. Go speedily to prayer, and let's see what the well, fruit will the be. Well, the missionaries we were here with down in uh, Medellin is Jerry and Barbara Manderfield. They uh, they run the Christ for the Nations Bible School there in Medellin. Pray for them, doing a great work, turning out turning out uh, preachers to go around the world and, and, and proclaim the gospel. And then uh, here in the city of Bogota, uh, the Romics, John and Alba Romick, and then their, their three boys, uh, Samuel and Danny and John David. That's right. And uh, just pray for them, missionaries, Rama graduates, and uh, just pray for them, believe God for them. There's just lots of good people around the there world really doing are. lots of stuff. And you know, here in Colombia, uh, the, the, Colombia's had lots of troubles, and man, it used to be really, really dangerous. And and uh, but just recently, the government signed a peace contract, peace treaty with the FARC, uh, FARC, the FARC, and that's a, a, a group out in the jungle that's uh, caused so much trouble for so many years, and all the. Well, we won't even go into all that. But anyway, uh, but now, you know, it's it's, it's a, a peaceful time. And uh, not that there's not still things going on, but not like it used to be. Uh, and, and and Columbia has got some really big churches. I mean, there's several churches in Bogota uh, of 20,000 membership. I mean, 20,000 people. And uh, then, of course, it drops off the mountain, goes down into the Amazon jungle. And I've ministered numbers of years to those Amazon pastors and they're out there with the, right. with the anacondas and the piranhas and the <laughs> Those are, <laughs> you know, oh, Jesus. all that kind of stuff going yeah. on going down that huge long 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 river uh that transgresses transpasses several uh several nations right, here right. and, and uh, just precious little ministers off out there in the in the jungle in my, the amazon my, my, preaching my, the gospel my. to people and as i bring them to the city and uh, they come to hear me, and I teach and train them the word of God, the word of faith, spiritual authority, dominion, how they can stand and cast devils out of witch doctors. No, that's uh, right. It just, it just in, in, it, it <laughs> grows right. them. It increases right. them. It, you know, they stand up, and their head goes up, and their shoulders go back. And bless right. God, I'm a child of God. I'm a minister of the gospel. Yes, I can do hallelujah. all things through him who strengthens me. So that's thank right. God for all these ministers here. And uh, we're just uh, we're glad to have been here, excited to have been here, and That's right. and are always pleased when we're around the world somewhere preaching Jesus. We'll be back in South America this this year, just in a couple That's of three right. months, of three in the nation of Peru. Peru, and we'll be both in Lima and also in Arequipa, and and bringing pastors in and training them and teaching them and then teaching Bible school students. Here we go and train them to stand up, look the devil in the eye, and tell him to get thee behind me, Satan. I'm I'm here and I'm large and I'm in charge. This is the church of Jesus Christ. Well, that's right. And you learn those things. You don't just roll out of bed one day and all of a sudden you've got all the confidence in the world and you can jump out there and do that because usually fear will try to knock you back or some goofy thought. But, you know, practice your authority in prayer. Um, I found another scripture for you here. No, is in Psalm 65, <laughs> Psalm 65, 2. It says, O you who hear prayer, 
unto you shall all flesh come. That's another one of my favorites. It's a scripture that says that if everybody, you know, God will hear your prayer if you'll go to him. Oh, absolutely. And so there's no reason for absolutely. us not to petition. You who hear all prayer. That's right. And there's no reason for us to not petition God, not, not just pray, praise prayer, petition, and then intercession. I was thinking about that progressive steps every day. But if you'll learn to do that in, in your private time at home, and you learn to have a time of prayer where you set aside, uh, it doesn't have to be a ritual. It doesn't have to be, uh, you know, a set place, even though that's great. You know, you can pray doing just about anything. But the, the Spirit of God on the inside of you will rise up and have you pray for people you don't even know. No, that's right. And it's wonderful to do that. Just like these folks we've met down here, the Romics and, and the Manderfelds and all these different people that are doing great works for the kingdom of God. They've been here nearly 30 years or more. And all, God is raising up people around the world to be faithful. So if we're going to go, oh, you who hear prayer, we have a God that hears prayer. That's right. No other gods then, hear prayer. Then Acts says, <laughs> oh, oh, you who know all hearts. Yes, <laughs> Acts God. chapter 1. Peter started off that great prayer in Acts chapter 1 where they were, they were going to try to pick a disciple to replace Judas. And he says, he starts it off with this. He says, oh, you who hear prayer. He talks about you who know all hearts. He's praying to a God that hears prayer, knows all hearts, and has all the details. Yeah, he's got it already figured out. He's already got a solution, you know. And so as the body of Christ today, we want to encourage you to engage into the realm of the supernatural by becoming more affluent and more accurate in your, in, in your prayer life. And that will require you to learn the Word of God, how to pray the Word of God, and then it'll learn, teach you how to be sensitive to the precious inward presence of the Holy Spirit on the inside of you that you carry around with you every day. You know, when Paul talked about the New Testament, it doesn't actually use the word missionary anywhere. It uses the word apostle. And it, and it causes, well, that's true. Missionary is not a Bible term. It's it is just not. something we made up. And it's a, you're on a mission. You're sent out to go do those things. But the word apostle has everything to do with what God is trying to do in the world is to, is to help us all be able ministers, as Paul said, of the new covenant and go wherever we, our feet are, <laughs> sure. wherever we live, to be able to well, minister Paul to said, people. Paul said, go to the regions beyond. That's you right. Know, go to the regions beyond. He also said, I will gladly spend and be spent for you. For you. you know, he said, I'll not glory in another man's labors. I'm going to go off somewhere and create, right. create something for right. God and myself. Well, and it's and it's all of us. Apo too. Apostles are like the Marines, you know. Yeah, they, that's right. The, it's like the Marine Corps. They get that's there right. first. They take the beachhead. They're willing to go. They they take the arrows. They take the incoming artillery, uh, that's right. and then they make it possible for the for the pastor, the evangelist, and the teacher, uh, and the prophet to to come on later. But the apostle takes is like the Marine Corps that hits the beachhead first and secures the place and makes it safe for everybody else. Well, God's got some big plans for people that'll do that. You know, and not everybody can do that. Yeah, not you know, everybody you, is called to that. Yeah, you know, the Apostle Paul said, I, I don't have a choice. I have to go. Right. He said, I can't help it. He yeah. said, I have to go to Rome. I owe the gospel to those that are at Rome also. As much as in me is, I am ready, uh, and, and, and I'm not ashamed. He said those three things. He said, I'm not ashamed. Uh, I am ready, 
and as much as in me is, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going, I'm going. Well, and that's the way, that's exactly right. And I, Terry, and they, they said, Paul, don't go. You'll die there. You'll get in prison there. And he mm -hmm. said, why do you, why do you break my heart? Why do you weep and follow me and weep? He said, I have to go. I don't have a choice, but I have to go. That's right. They said, Paul, if you go there, you'll be, you'll be put in prison. And he said this in Acts 1. He said, I'm willing to be put in prison and to die also. Right. And that's exactly what happened to him. He, he was put in prison and died also. But that was, that was his apostle's heart saying, I, I don't have a choice. I have to go. I'm in debt. I'm ready. And I'm not ashamed. Well, you know, and he, he always, so many times he would open his letters in the New Testament by saying that, um, you know, Paul, an apostle, oh, yeah. by the grace and mercy yeah. of the Lord Jesus yeah. Christ. Paul, a servant. Servant. Paul, a bond slave. Bond slave. All Paul, a prisoner. No, those are such sacred words. Sure. And the church... Peter did the same thing. Yeah. The church has got to honor that calling and that gift of God that's in your life. And I again, as Terry's talking about how he's been going around the world for 50 years, he couldn't have done that without having partners and people oh that my. prayed for him oh and a family that stood with him and, the, and people that were uh, pastors that were backing him and supporting him. I mean, the Lord Jesus Christ has a big plan and we act like our little bitty tiny life. We get so narrow and so small in our thinking, we dwarf an, an image of who God really is on the inside of us. No, absolutely. That's right. And we've got to keep a big picture out there <laughs> that God can run the whole thing. There's, there's over 7 billion, nearly 7.5 billion people on this planet. And if everybody served God and loved God and became Christians today, God has a plan for everybody and oh, a way absolutely. to, and way to provide. Yeah, he'd, he'd be able to pr provide for all of us all at the same time. But you know, the church has to remember, we was talking about the apostle, and the, 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 the apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. The church sometimes forget that God has these callings. He really does. And, He's and, got and, a system. And, and sadly, uh, because of, I don't know, lack of knowledge, poor church leadership, I don't know what it is. Sadly, just every few years, uh, the cycle goes around and around and around until, and if you read Charisma, or if you read Ministries Today, well, about every, <laughs> every few years, you can watch and see the birds of a feather flock uh, together. Yeah. And for a few years, it'll be everybody's a prophet. Yeah. Everybody's a prophet. They got a school of the prophets, and they got a prophet's convention, and a prophet's this, that, and the other. It's and the then, day then, of this. And then the day that'll of stop, that. and now all of a sudden, everybody's an apostle. <laughs> You know, and then then everybody's you know a teacher, yeah, and uh, and and it just goes like that, and that's just not the way it is. God calls people, anoints them, ordains them, commissions them, appoints them oh, my, my, with yes. the with the gift with the corresponding gifts of the Spirit that go with that uh, with that office, and you know. Um, the Bible says the Second Corinthians twelve twelve says truly the signs of an apostle were wrought among you in all patience in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. So so apostles have that governments they have that history right. made history right. changed uh, laws changed uh, prosperity transfers uh, they go in and establish the church they establish doctrine they go back later and correct the doctrine because right. it's gotten goofy and it's gotten off because people have come in and taught wrong stuff. Right. And uh, some you know most people today Renee if you ask most church people uh, what does an apostle do? All they could tell you is, oh, the apostle builds churches. That's all people know. And, you know, that's not really even true. Apostles don't just build churches. The apostle builds the church. Right, you exactly. Know, the apostle goes around yeah, the world and builds the church. Right. And, uh, and there's always, there's always uh, uh, the signs and wonders. You know, Acts 2, 4, 3, 
2.43 said, And fear came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were done by the apostles. In Acts chapter 5.12, By the hands of the apostles were many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. The apostles is really a teacher of right. signs and wonders, That's and right. he's really a mentor of signs and wonders. He can take younger uh, ministers and train them in signs and wonders. You know, I had a man years ago, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast, so I won't, I won't belabor the point, I had a man years ago that, that said, here, Terry, I wrote a book on how to raise the dead. I thought you might like to have it. We were at lunch, and I said, well, thank you. That's great. How many people have you raised from the dead? He said, none. And I said, oh, okay, well, thank you. Um, and he signed suspicious. the book. But I, yeah. we sat there for a, an hour lunch, and I thought, now, this man just wrote a book on how to raise the dead, although he's never raised the dead. Yet he's sitting here at lunch with me, an apostle, who has raised the dead many right, times, and exactly. he knows I've raised the dead many times. And you know, Renee, he never asked me question one. He never asked me one well, thing. He never said, Terry, tell me about you raising the dead, or tell me how to raise the dead, or tell me what you think about raising He never brought the subject up again except, here's my book on raising the dead, and everybody ought to buy it. My, my. But see, a, 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 a true apostle will have signs and wonders That's and right. then mentor others and train others in how to do that. You know, for years we've always said a younger minister ought to just hush when they get around a, a, an older minister. <laughs> and I right. always did that. When I got around Brother Hagin, uh, Brother Copeland spent lots of time with T.L. Lots of time with T.L. Osborne. Lots of lunches and dinners with Oral Roberts, with Brother Hagin, uh, with John Osteen. Right. And, you know, I just kept my mouth shut. I didn't ask them anything. I spent, I spent so much time with T.L. overseas, Brother Osborne, and on airplane rides for six and seven and ten hours you know, with Brother Osborne. And, 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 you know, I just picked his brain. And, and I asked questions, even questions that I knew the answers to, just to, just to prime the pump so they'd get started because once you got them started, they wouldn't stop. Right. And, and I'd ask them questions, even questions I knew the answers to, just to get them talking and to hear what they were going to say. And I just keep my mouth shut. Now, I had lots of things I could have interjected and said, oh, I've done this, no, oh, I've done it, but sure. I didn't. I, I kept my mouth shut and let that man of God talk so they could mentor me and train me in, in, in those things. And I, I love it when Paul said... Uh, that he was going to preach the gospel in the regions beyond, and uh, that—that's just all missions, you know. That's—that's that's just all no, part it really of it. Is. Here we've been preaching for 25 minutes already. We're going to have to hush, but <laughs> here we are in Columbia on our way yes, home tonight at midnight, home, and home at tomorrow midnight. at uh, yes. home tomorrow at uh, uh, what before 10 in the morning. Yeah, then we and, head to uh, Texas and then on Thursday. Spend the night, yeah. spend one night in our own bed. <laughs> Dump our suitcases out oh. and repack them and take my, off for my, Texas. My. And uh, got ministry in Texas to do. And while we're in Texas, your mama, Mary Ann Stinson, yes. your mama, I've known her Bless for 44 her years. Uh, That's right. It turns 90. She has her 90th birthday. This Sunday. This coming Sunday. At well, no, actually not this it's Sunday. It's actually next it's Tuesday. The, it's the 24th. But right. we're going to celebrate it this Sunday, yeah. the 22nd. And uh, we're going to, uh, I'm going to preach for our At dear friend. Uh, Jerry Davis. I've yes. known Jerry since he was a teenager. He's got a great church in Kingwood, Texas, which is a, a suburb of Houston. It's called the uh, Embassy the Church. The Embassy Church, or his Embassy Church, I right. think it is. And uh, so we're going to be preaching there this coming Sunday, and then after church, we're going to have a big party for Marianne, for Mama, as we all yes. call her and love her. And uh, she's going to be celebrating 90 years, and she says she's sticking around to 120. So, yes, she does. So, uh, Lord we're gonna, have mercy. We're going to give her a middle-aged, <laughs> middle-aged birthday party, I guess. No, that's right. Thank God for heritage. And I hope while we're in Texas, we see some blue bonnets. No, that's that would be such a lovely gift from the Lord. Yeah, so we are wonderful. looking forward to doing that and ministering in, in other churches up in the Austin area as well. But we just we're going to have to go. We love you. Pray for you are so grateful for you, depend upon you, and know that the Spirit of God lives in us to do a work in the earth. 
We do that unseen work out of the realm of the spirit, and then it manifests out here in the natural in the lives of men and women. So we want to just say thank you again. Remember, you can find us at terrymize.com, invite a friend, family member, co-worker, and then our website at terrymizeministries.org. We love you dearly. Let me me just say, since we talked about apostles, I didn't intend to talk about apostles on this podcast, but since since I'm riding this horse, I guess I ought to finish it up. (laughs) Uh, but but since we're talking about apostles, let me say this, that that uh, the apostle really is the only one that can do the other four. Right. He, he, Paul, Paul was an apostle, but he pastored for three years. You know, he can, do, he can do the other four. He can be the teacher, the prophet, the evangelist, and the pastor. Uh, he won't do it long, but he'll do it for a while. He can do it when he, when he has to in a pinch. And he's the only one that really can do the other four. And then uh, also, um, people don't like to hear me say this, but there's a great personal sacrifice. That's right. uh, if you're an apostle and you, you, you leave your mother and father and home and your kids and grandkids, you know, there's just lots of financial sacrifice, personal sacrifice. Right, right. And then there's also uh, great persecution. And then, Renee, if you're an apostle, there's the, the pioneers take the arrows and the great persecution. And so there's always that element of death That's right. That's and right. always that danger of, and that threat of death. And people, friends of mine, say, Terry, don't say that. Don't say that. I said, well, well, no, that's just, that just comes with the calling of the apostle. There is that element where people try to kill them and threaten to kill them. I've been shot at time and time again. Uh, I've had knives to my throat. I've had guns to my head, in the back of my head, the front of my head, uh, in my side. I've been shot at, you know, five times point-blank range. I've been shot at in a crusade in Mexico. I've been shot at in a pastor's conference in Haiti. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I've, been, I've had Buddhist army, 100,000 strong, send me three different death threats, no, personal right. death threats. Right. said, you tell they Terry sure Myers if he comes out here, we will kill him. And, of course, I sent messages back and said, I'm coming in the name of Jesus, and Buddha can't kill me. And if you're going to try to kill me, you better get some help because you've only got 100,000. There's more with me than with you. So there is always that. If you're looking at an apostle, or uh, today everybody's going to say they're an apostle because it's that time again in all the magazines. Hey, everybody's an apostle. And I know lots of guys, even friends of mine, say, I'm an apostle, I'm an apostle. You know, and, and really they're a pastor or whatever. And, uh, and yet all of a sudden they grab the title and but but uh, we need to remember that's a serious calling, and there is always that element or that threat there. And, and uh, yet the apostle is like the Marines, and he's going to go in and take, stand in spiritual authority and uh, set the thing in order. And so we appreciate your prayers, covet that's right. your prayers, that's right. And uh, love the fact that you do missions with us, that you send us around the world, help us go around the world. And uh, you know we, I know that some of y'all are under attack. Renee and I are under attack again by the IRS one more time. They hit us two years ago with an ungodly and wrong and proved wrong attack on us, and now they're on doing another attack, telling us we got to pay them one hundred and seventy thousand dollars or they're going to eat us. Well, they're not going to eat us, and God's God and Jesus is Lord, and everything's cool, and we've got faith, and uh, we'll come out of this like uh, we we do everything else. But I know you've been under attack, so we pray for you, and we ask you to pray for us. Uh, in the attacks against us too. So there you go. (laughs) Well, God bless you, as we were saying, and we thank you for your time today. Believe it's sown some good seeds in your heart and given you a fresh new vision for you and the Holy Ghost to work on and be effective with in the earth in your lifetime while you're on this planet. God bless you all. See you next week at this same time. Bye-bye. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us.
This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.